Tell me how am I supposed to live without you? Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. I have a very serious question I want to ask you. Okay, ask me this very serious question. I'm actually being serious. All right, come on, ask me this very serious question, man. I'm intrigued. Tell me how am I supposed to live without you, honey? <laughs> so what's the funniest part about it is like you're joking, but you're being dead serious when you're singing that. And it sounds decent. I'm not even going to lie. I said this was a serious question. and I'd like an answer. Um, I, I was so distracted by what just happened. I don't even know the lyrics you just said, to be honest. With Welcome you. back to Life After Addiction, episode 28. <laughs> oh <my laughs> hey, you just, if you're tracking with us and you're watching every week, we just went through a series of Meet the Host. We had a fun one, and then we had two pretty serious ones. Uh, and today we're going to talk about something that, uh, I don't know what we're going to title it. Maybe Consequences or maybe Reaping What You Sow. Yeah. So it's going to get serious, but it's a reality of life right and we always want to be very careful with what we teach preach proclaim uh just because it's not about what god can give you it's not about the prosperity gospel and when we tell guys you know come to christ that there's freedom from addiction what we are very careful to say and what not to say is that, hey, come to Christ, there's freedom from addiction, and then everything you ever did, you won't have to suffer the consequences. On the contrary, sometimes uh, you have to reap some things that you sowed in a life that you once lived, right? Now, we've seen both. We've seen God remove consequences. God remove a lot of things that have been sowed. But today we wanted to talk about Walking in and walking through those seasons, walking through maybe some consequences of the life of addiction that are now, man, maybe a month, two months, three months, two years, three years, four years, walking in freedom, but yet you're still having to deal with either legal situations, financial situations, relational situations that were caused in the life of addiction. And I think it's important to talk about it, man. I think it's important to uh, address just because it's real. It's life. Yeah. And man, I don't want to be charged with not preaching and, and discussing the full, um, gospel, the full, the fullness of God's word and not, and we don't, we don't just, we talk a lot about freedom because there is freedom and it's true and we see it all the time. But what about you're walking in freedom and all of a sudden you get handed something that you've got to deal with from, you know, when you were not a believer even, you yeah. know, lead us in here, talk about it. Let's get going. Yeah, um, there's, you know, there's real consequences to our actions. Um, yeah. The first thing I think about whenever, you know, we're discussing this or this topic came up is, you know, trust. I remember mm. being here for. Ah, that's good. I need to think about probably, that. Probably two years. And um, I was on the phone with my mom um, one time. And I, I don't know if I was just being short or whatever the case was or whatever the situation was, but, you know, um, she was asking me questions that I, I could recall. She used to ask me, 
insinuating like I might be getting high again or I might not be doing well in that sense again. Yeah. And um, man, that hurt on one end of the spectrum. Right. And then on the other, um, man, I was understanding of it just because how long I had betrayed her trust and lied to her and manipulated her and emotionally, you know, just deceived her in so many ways that um, I was more understanding of it. But that's part of the consequence of me doing what I did for so long. Now, is it always going to be like that? Do we hope to get to a place where there's trust there and it's fully restored and it's fully rebuilt? Yes, but we also got to understand our families, right? They're also human. So say we're not doing good or we're being short or we're going through just a tough, difficult season in life. I think it's easy for our loved ones to go back to that headspace of, man, I've seen this behavior, so to speak. I've, I've heard this tone before. I've seen this struggle before, and this may look or feel similar. Um, I don't know if that's directly relating to consequences of our actions. Well, I would say it does because that's exactly kind of what I put her through caused her to feel some sort of way about what I was going through. Yeah. Um, but even in a financial sense, you know, those aren't holes that you easily dig yourself out of. I remember coming to the Lord when I came through the program and dude, I was a few credit cards in the hole. Um, had broken every ounce of trust that I had within every relationship. Um, cash advances out there. How many I mean, just every, everything you could imagine. You come to the Lord and you start to feel amazing spiritually. You have hope, you have yeah. joy, you have peace, you have. And then like the real life consequences of some things that I had done and even prior crimes I had committed. Yep. I had no idea if like something would come up because there's a lot to work with in that sure. realm of things. And so that's a that's a lot to work through, man. It really is. And you, it's easy to to get overwhelmed or on the other end. Right. When something doesn't go my way and things aren't all falling into place, it's easy to doubt God. Yeah. It's easy to question God. It's easy to um, build up some sort of anger or resentment towards God because my wife's not trusting me as quick as I think she should. My bank account don't look like where it should be. And I'm, I'm making these minimum payments from whatever the case may be. You know, we're so used to, we're programmed for that just immediate, you know what I'm saying, fix like we had in our addiction that, yeah. man, to reconcile things that have been broken, to restore things that have been, you know, broken, that stuff takes time and it doesn't just happen overnight. Yeah, for sure. And I think before we get too far into the episode, we're about five minutes in, I think it's appropriate for us just to go back to my intro, reflect on it, uh, well. maybe call up the Emmys uh, or the Oscars uh, or whatever awards happen. It was probably the greatest intro to a podcast that's ever happened in the history of this planet. And I think it's okay for us to sit in that for a while yeah. and just marinate. No, I was thinking the same thing whenever you were I can tell that's it, what you're like, thinking. I mean, my eyes yeah. were closed, but even now as you were talking, yeah. I was like, man, he really, he's yeah. in all of that intro. I, I was. You were it, in all it of was, that intro. It was amazing. It was, it was one that sometimes you just let loose. You don't yeah. know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's you know? so amazing. And sometimes it's like when something's so great, you just don't ever talk about it again. Ever again. It reminded me of one of those okay. moments where it was okay. just so that's, like that's... unique and memorable well. that to even try to talk about that moment again it would just you wouldn't do it justice like okay that's that's enough i i understand where you're going with that uh but on a serious bringing it back in because this is a very serious topic with consequences i think you touched on a few there's man if you go back to last week and hearing my testimony and talked about my wife's and i relationship being restored that's not everyone's story nope there's divorces that happen mm -hmm. there's there's people that get locked up there's people that man, have to file bankruptcy. There's people that, 
the point is, and here's what I think that we want to teach, and then I have some scripture I want to read based on this, but the point is, is that our mission at S2L is not to get you out of consequences. 100%. Our mission is to point you to the one that even if consequences come, your your foundation's mm. not shaken. And we talk about the four pillars, and, and you've taught it, I've taught it. And, man, when the four pillars in its design is to weather the storm, right? The four pillars meaning God's word, prayer, good fellowship, and call to action. That if you're doing those things, you're striving towards those things daily, not perfect, but a discipline to do those, that when the storm comes, it stings, but it's not devastating, yeah. right? It stings, but it's not devastating. And and I, especially if you're an alumni, uh, well, like a recent graduate, with, you know, but man, I, I would even say for, for me or anyone who's had any, or anyone that has a, not even an addiction story, when devastation comes, Man, it's either going to do two things. It's either going to discourage you and have you fall into self-pity and woe is me, which is a place of despair and is not good, or it's going to sting and it's going to draw you closer to your creator, right? And so I guess for this podcast, Life After Addiction, when we're talking about it is a little bit, it tastes a little weird when like your DNA's changed. And that's the only way I know to describe it. When God saved me and gave me a heart of flesh, I was still, I'm still the same guy, but I have different desires. I have different outlook on life. I'm not trying to manipulate. I'm not trying to scheme. Like I genuinely see people as creations, as image bearers of God. Yeah. And I want to, I don't do this perfectly, but I want to like love people. Well, I want to serve people. I want to, um, give them the benefit of the doubt, you know? And so when you have that mindset and there is like this newness of you, this new DNA, and then something creeps in from months or years ago that you did, whatever, whatever case it's different. It's like, really God, like really, I mean, you and I even had a conversation at some point, like, God, I'm serving you now. I'm, I'm doing these things. Well, and I touched on it in my last, and when I was talking about my testimony, but I'll bring it up here. Um, like I was a pastor at this point. Um, I was, and my wife and I were trying to have kids and it was like, we couldn't have kids. And then every month, and I mean, that seems like, Hey, Adam, you get to try to have kids. That's a great thing. Right. Sure. But when you feel your wife's pain every month, when you're not pregnant, it's like this. And she can get to a place of darkness and depression, man, that's heavy. And I'm here, like you see on social media, like, you know, like someone, one of your friends or something getting pregnant. It's like, really God? Yeah. Like really, mm. I'm serving you Lord. Mm, and yeah. like that, they don't even want a kid, you know? And it's like, and then like the swiftness of that hump, like the Holy spirit can punch you in the gut. Right. It's like, Hey, you're not the only ones I can do a story through. But, I mean, it's in those moments where if you're not careful, it can wreck you and throw you off. And that's obviously not, like, from addiction. But something coming in, reaping what you've sowed in the past life is just a different animal in and of itself. And we want to encourage you, have joy in the trial. Like, God is sovereign, right? God God is sovereign. And what we want to encourage, guys, is to bring God glory with your life. He saved you to send you out, right? He saved you to be... Um, a disciple to go and make disciples of all nations. He saved you to bring him glory for your good and his glory is what it is. Now, what if you're like Paul, right? What if Paul's former life, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. 
he was arresting Christians, having them killed, beating them. It says that when Thomas was stoned to death, uh, he was holding the coats of the guys, approving of what took place. Mm. And then later in life, I mean, there was some rub there about Paul, Saul at the time, when when God instructed someone to go tell Saul when he was blind, he's like, no, yeah. Saul, no, no. Yeah, Ananias. And God was like, mm-hmm. he'll suffer to the extent that I say he suffers. Go and do it. And Paul's ministry is riddled with suffering. And yet this much of the Bible is written by him. Mm. You know what I mean? Amazing. That God used him in that capacity. Everywhere he was either beaten or thrown in jail, every place he went to minister. Most of his, a lot of his letters are called the... Uh, the Pauline letter, like he wrote them from prison. Yeah. And so what if our mindset on these things, what if the mindset of the fruit or the, or the fruit of that life, the consequences of that life or the um, seeds that were sowed, what if our mindset changes a little bit instead of woe is me, instead of allowing it to say, come on, God, I'm serving you now. And this is what I get. Wait a minute, Adam, you did that. Yeah. You did that. By God's grace, he saved you and set you free from that. Don't ever forget it. Mm. You couldn't have set yourself free. You tried for years on countless of meetings and countless of these things and ruined everything. And so as I'm, as I'm, I guess I'm just kind of bringing this here, uh, and I'm going to bounce it back before I read my scripture, even though I kind of teed it up. It's a real thing, and we want to be clear. but we don't want to, We don't ever want to make some kind of like, frou-frou prosperity gospel type situation that, Hey, come to Jesus and all your problems are fixed. That's not our message. That's not God's message. In fact, it says in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Mm. Yeah. And just some, like some consequences I'm still experiencing from, you know, a life of addiction right now. I just got another, uh, ambulance bill from when I overdosed in 2017, just like I think my dad sent it to me last week. Had some mail come to the house. This is five years later, you know, um, that that would have frustrated me in the past. You know, I had paid a previous hospital bill for the overdose of f- several months ago. Then I paid another one a few months ago. Then I got sent an ambulance bill on top of all that. Um, and, yeah, I could get bitter. I could get angry. But like you just said, dude, I, I've, I'm, I'm breathing right now. Yeah. Like I'm here to, to live, to talk, to share my testimony, yeah. to, to shed light on the gospel, to, to inspire, to give hope. Um, but that's just part of walking out, you know, the consequences of, of what my actions were. And it doesn't mean deliverance from all these different things and restoration and, you know, resurrection of, of certain things in my life. Now that I'm going to pray in, in confidence and hope of those things. But if not, man, what I've learned throughout the years is he's enough. Yeah. And a lot of times the things that I think I, I need are things essentially that I want hmm. and maybe they're not best for me, you know, um, and praise God, man, that he disciplines us. Yeah. Praise God that he disciplines us because, man, when I try to play God, it never ends up the way, you know, I, I want it to be. It may it may seem like that temporarily, but it always ends badly. But I'm going to read this first scripture, man, and it goes exactly in with what we're talking about. It's Hebrews 12 verses 7 through 11. And it says, it is for discipline that you have to endure. Mm. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Mm. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. 
For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Yeah. I say it all Mm. the time, you know, those valleys teach us far greater things than the mountaintops ever could. Yeah. Um, Man, that's that's one of the reasons, man, that I know some some guys will ask how I know God loves me. It's like, man, because I've experienced God's conviction and I experienced God's conviction because I'm his son mm. and he counsels me and instructs me where I, when I go astray. Now, I may be desiring to do these things that aren't of God and I can I can engage in those, you know, but immediately I can experience my father's spirit within me counseling me, disciplining me, telling me, my son, those things are not for you. I have called you out of those things and I can still engage in those if I choose to. But man, if you ever, if you, if you're really still seeking the things of the Lord, he will pull you from those. Now, now you obviously have free will to engage in your faith or, you know, turn, turn your shoulder, but nonetheless, man, praise God for conviction. That's what always brought me back to the foot of the cross. Whenever I would try to go astray is like, man, I know God has called me out of these things. Not only do I know he's called me out of it, but I know he's given me the the ability to overcome these things that I'm facing. Mm, Yeah. And I guess I just want to be kind of clear again, just because as I'm, as I'm, we're talking about it, we're talking fastly about it, but your wife divorcing you Mm. is a very heavy thing. Having to go to prison or jail to lay down, serve a sentence It's a very serious thing. And we've seen both. Uh, We've seen guys, marriages restored and and that were doomed for divorce. In fact, um, I've married a couple uh, that got a divorce and got remarried, right? I've seen uh, marriages restored, and we've seen, like Kevin on -hmm. our staff, who's going to be doing a uh, devotional. Man, he was looking at some very serious time. Yeah. And a miracle in the courtroom situation. Yeah. But we've seen the opposite of that, too. We've seen guys having to go serve a a sentence. And so I don't I say these things. I'm bringing these things back up because they're heavy and just flying by. Hey, just have the joy in the trial. Um, I want to feel that for a moment. I want you to feel that for a minute and understand that we know what we're saying is serious and heavy. But God being rich in mercy. With those things, God's doing something. How do I know that? Because if you're growing in sanctification, he's doing something with you. Mm. When you walk in those situations, and here's the scripture I have. I, I just I think of some of the hardest situations in my life, and I want to turn to the scripture, and it's one that many of you know. It's, it's the Great Commission. It's Matthew 28. And it says this, verse 18, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of age. Now, probably if you've heard this passage, you've probably heard a lot of, messages maybe or if it's taught on about discipleship and going and making disciples of all nations the bookends of this verse though is what i want to focus on all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me and so if you are a believer and you're about to face one of these consequences one of these reaping what you sow situations jesus right here if you are a believer if you are in christ he just said all authority not some not Mm. not a lot all all authority 
There's no, there's no name higher. There's no one more powerful. There's no one more wise. There's no one more strong. All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. That's how it opens, and then it closes, and surely I'm with you to the end of age. And so if you're walking into a prison for, to serve a sentence, horrible situation. One day in jail or prison is too long, so I'm not making light of it. But if you are walking into that situation, if you are fighting and it doesn't look like a relationship's working and the papers are there and you have to sign them or whatever the situation is for divorce, there's no, there's no reconciliation. You've tried everything. If you're walking into those situations, know that Jesus Christ has all authority and he's saying that he is with you. That he is with you. The one that breathes stars into existence, right? The one that says, or that from nothing bursts forth everything because he spoke it into existence. He says that he's with you. And if he's with you, who could be against you? If he's with you, no matter the circumstance, and I don't want to keep bringing up the heroes of our faith, but if you go and just look at them, go and just watch the situation. Go Moses, right? Moses, uh, all, I, I don't even want to do that. Moses, I'll, I'll finish that thought. Moses was, he grew up in rich. He was uh, Pharaoh's daughter's son, adopted son. He had everything he ever wanted. Then all of a sudden he kills a guy, an Egyptian, because he was mistreating a Hebrew, and he has to go on the run for 40 years. He didn't know anything about desert living. He didn't know anything about wilderness living. He was bathed, probably. Yeah. He had to go through that. And that season stunk. Imagine. And then, if you read the scripture, he ends up like working, marrying a woman, and he works for his father-in-law. Anybody have a father-in-law? You want to work for him? Sorry, side note. <laughs> father-in-law joke. But he's in this devastation, this season of of reaping some things that he sowed with murder or whatever it was. And then all of a sudden, God used that. 40 years of wandering in the desert, burning bush situation happens. Go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. All the plagues and everything. Then all of a sudden, he's leaving the very same route that he leads a million-plus Hebrews out of Egypt is the very same route he went through 40 years earlier as he was running from the Pharaoh, running from uh, Pharaoh in the first place. Mm. So that season meant something. I'm not trying to be extra biblical or anything like that, but I mean, if you're going through something, there's purpose in it. If you're in prison and you're renewed, your, your life's been redeemed by God, there's purpose in it. It's to bring God glory. It's for your good and his glory, whatever it may be. If you're going through the divorce and the pain and the gut of that, and the woman that you loved, and the, the kids, and not being able to, having to split time and all that, I don't understand it. It's reaping things that you sowed in a life that you no longer live. It doesn't make sense, and it almost doesn't seem fair, but God saving you in the first place doesn't seem fair. Bring God glory. He's with you to the end of age. Take it slow, man. Reach out. Do those four pillars that we talked mm-hmm. about. Know that this pain, there's purpose in it. Know that the Bible says in a trial that we can have joy. Maybe what this is, is, and I love the way you started it, maybe what this stuff is, is forcing you to trust him fully for the first time and then watching what happens inside of that. Yeah. I mean, the most beautiful victories in my life have have come from my greatest tragedies. Mm. They really have. And I've grown more in the season when I was in darkness, you know, or started walking in the light than I ever, 
I feel like I ever experienced in my life. It's so unique, man, when you overcome a situation that seems so hopeless, man, that seems so outside of yourself to continue even pressing forward for one single day, you know. But, man, those small victories, take heart in those, you know. Take heart in those small victories each and every single day. Yeah, something may not go my way. Yes, this marriage may not end the way I want it to. Yes, I still may be in debt. Yes, I may have time hanging over my head. Nonetheless, it goes back to what we talked about a few episodes ago, and that's God's sovereignty, man. And there's God's promises that we can read about in his word that give us assurance, man. They give us confidence. They give us peace. Yes, my thoughts about my certain situation that's going on right now are probably not confident, you know, especially Mm. if if you're in a time of consequence, you know, but nonetheless, what does his word say about where he is in the realm of things that are going on in my life? Um, Trials are meant to produce spiritual maturity, man. And I, I keep going back to that because, man, there's something in that pocket, right? Something in that realm that you're in right now when you're experiencing consequences for certain actions that you that you've um, participated in that. You're going to learn something so valuable there that had you not been in that season, you wouldn't have learned that. There's something specific within that realm that God is trying to teach you, ways in which he desires to grow you and instruct you um, in ways that, man, you wouldn't get unless you were there. Yeah. And so, I mean, to kind of recap just in, in the aspect of whatever it is, I think a very common one in our space would be you're a new creation, feeling great, and yet you get home your spouse, your parents, your friends still hide in the pocketbook when you walk in. Don't trust you, like you said, they're thinking you're high when they hear your voice or walking in the kitchen late at night or whatever from yeah. a few episodes ago. So whether it be that or, again, a divorce or jail time or on and on and on and on I could go. If you're reaping some things that you sowed in the past life, understand that God is sovereign. And if he wanted to remove it, man, this is might hurt if he wanted to remove that from your life he would you know how i know that i've seen him do it yeah but that doesn't mean that you're less loved that doesn't mean that you're less an adopted child of god yeah that means that he has something for you right now Mm -hmm. that means that maybe he's calling you to his arms man Mm. that maybe he's saying come to me all who are weary and heavy laden i'll give you rest for your soul like you said and maybe it's because i'm hard-headed too but man the sweetest moments of my life have been in devastation mm-hmm. under the waterfall of grace and his arms, man. And just feeling that rest for my soul that I would not have found. I would have continued doing it. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I didn't ever have to deal with some of the consequences, man, I don't know where I would be because those moments of fear, Amen. scared, pain, um, hurt, heartache, those moments grew my relationship with my king in a way that nothing else could have. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm in, I know this sounds, if you're hearing this right now and you are in a season like I'm describing, you probably are getting agitated at me saying that, but I am telling you, if you will just and trust God and believe that he's sovereign and know that maybe I can't change this. You do everything you can on your end to, to have positive change. And once you've done that, there's nothing else you could do. And you sit there under God's grace 
and you know that fact that he says, come to him and he will give you rest for your soul. And you fight for that peace. You fight for that joy and you fight for that rest and watch what your relationship with Christ becomes. Watch how much different you see him. Like, I don't know, like you never, you'll never forget a buddy that saved your life or something in real mm -hmm. life. Right. Or if you got or ever got into an altercation, someone had your back, you'll never forget. There's a bond there. You don't talk to him for 20 years. When you see him again, it's like, never missed a beat imagine maybe and i'm not prophetic i'm not saying this but i've seen it before in past tense maybe god's calling you to him maybe he wants you to experience his love and his like comfort and his peace for the first time and this is the only way they could do it or this is one that's not popular there's scripture that reads that i mean the disciples they were getting the mess beat out of them, right? They got beat to death and they left rejoicing mm -hmm. that they were counted worthy to, to face. What's the word? Um, they faced, um, a beating, but they faced discrimination. They yeah. faced, um, persecution, persecution? Okay. for the cause of Christ. They said, what an honor it is to be, to be able to suffer with Christ. Yeah to suffer with Christ. And maybe this is a season that you're supposed to suffer with him mm. and, and, and understand more of who God is in his suffering, in your suffering. Yeah. Mm. I think we leave it right there. Then. Is that it? I think we leave will it you right do there. an air mic drop. Nice. And then will you sing the song that we let end with? Oh, I don't know the lyrics. Tell me how am I supposed to live without you, oh honey? That's life. After addiction. You better believe it. You better believe it. addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.